0: hey folks welcome back to the podcast this is the finch show and i am james finch on today's podcast my guest is jolene diaz she's an elementary school teacher from the bay area of california i actually did not know this until we recorded this podcast but she was actually born in guam Um, Which some of you may or may not know is actually a US territory. It's an island in the South Pacific and she immigrated to the United States as a child and now she's just out there doing her thing man Um, She has a pretty significant following on Instagram and you can follow her at Jolene Diaz I highly recommend you go do it. She is genuinely one of the most positive people I've ever met with my life I absolutely love her to death. She's a fantastic human being. We had a wonderful conversation and I hope you enjoy it but I'm going to shut up now. Without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, here is Jolene. Let's see. so, um, So teaching, how long have you been teaching?
1: I have been teaching since 2014. So about, not very long, actually, about eight years, seven or eight years. I got into it late, but I knew I've always wanted to be a teacher. So um, yeah, I love what,
0: my job. What grade do you teach?
1: I teach fifth grade. I, I actually started teaching most of my years I've taught third grade. Um, and then I did a combo class of third and fourth and the, and then I did fourth and fifth. And then this year's my first year of teaching just fifth grade. And I love it. Mm -hmm.
0: elementary school my hat's (laughs) off to you I do not not for the life of me have the patience to do it and the the teachers at my children's school are absolute rock stars and I give absolute props to them every single day because I don't don't know how they do it
1: I think that you know sometimes I definitely get both sides of it I get people that you know appreciate teachers and like kind of you know just show gratitude towards what we do and then there's others that feel like, like you know especially with the pandemic that you know, we're just, it's, but education right now is really tough. I think for everyone, parents, the whole community, students and, and teachers as well. So mm-hmm. yeah, it takes all of us. So.
0: Yeah, definitely. We had that um, a week and a half ago where the, the school that uh, my two youngest children go to got um, just that school got shut down due to COVID because it was just running rampant through the faculty. Um, and so we had to do a week of, you um, basically zoom sessions for a kindergartner and a third grader which was just like and this is on top of me working my wife working and but you know it's one of those things where it's like you can get um you can get frustrated by it but at the end of the day it's just something we got to get through it's something that we all have you know it's nobody's fault it's not like you know and god the teachers were phenomenal going out of their way to do as much as they possibly could and i don't know why they haven't gotten every teacher in the country hasn't gotten like a million dollar raise by now because it's just it's absolutely amazing
1: (laughs) or or education in general getting more funding just to help the schools run a little more efficiently and safely it's pretty amazing how little we've gotten honestly Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's been much if anything at all so we've been lucky I've been lucky as a teacher um I haven't had I and mean, we're not allowed to discuss it, but my class has been really good. I haven't had to quarantine or stay home um this entire school year so far. So our precautions that we're doing within our classroom and our school community have been really good. So I just I'm ready. Like we do a lot of things on tech right now just to prepare for what happened at your school. Just mm. in case I just want to be ready because it's so I mean it's so hard from missing school for a year and a half of being in an actual classroom um, to, to go back to that again, they've lost so much. So, yeah. And it's so hard,
0: especially with the elementary children where everything they do builds on what they just did before. And, yeah. you know, when you with any kind of significant pause in there or anything, it really, I mean, my, my youngest son is in kindergarten and he missed, um, about a year of preschool, um, due to COVID. And it was just like, and you feel so terrible. Cause that's time just lost. Like, that's not time you can just get back, you know, and it, it's so rough. And I don't understand um, how we can be this far into the pandemic. And it hasn't been proven that every single school in this country needs like a massive amount of funding. Like if we're not funding schools, if we're not pouring that in, then what are, what are we, like, is there something more important to be spending it on? I, I've been so lost on that for well, years. I know, so. and if
1: anything, I think, I feel like parents kind of need it because otherwise you have to stay home from work. So mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a huge part of it too, and what? also, you know, a lot of a lot of kids get a lot uh, get their meals from being in school, so that's a huge thing too.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I don't know if you guys, because you're in uh, you're in California, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the area. And,
0: and I don't know if you guys have done that here, but I noticed that uh, here in town they had to do that for days when schools were shut down. Um, they would have a drive-through service for breakfast, lunch, and then a snack or yeah, breakfast, lunch, and then a snack for dinner that was just a paper bag drive-through. So if your parents wanted to, they could come through because unfortunately so many families have to rely on that, you know, in order for their children to get that much nutrition in a day.
1: Yeah, they actually, maybe that is a federally funded thing because I know this entire school year in our county, or at least in our district, um, the the lunches are free. So Mm -hmm. good. Yeah
0: so you say you've always wanted to be a teacher um do you have any notion as to where that came from what made you want to go that route
1: not a clue but I do remember my earliest memories are setting up my my stuffed animals in my bedroom I'd come home from school and I'd go to my closet and act like it was a chalkboard because back then they were chalkboards and I would teach my stuffed animals then I'd have the victim who's like a cousin who'd be visiting who'd be my student (laughs) and then um I think it was my trigonometry teacher in um, in high school, I really looked up to her, and she really made me love learning and love school, and I would see her at church, and so it was like seeing her with a little happy family, going to school and looking up to her, I don't know if that whole piece just made me want to teach even more, but I know from when I was a really young kid, I've always wanted to teach, so.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, good for you. I'm making it happen. Um, was that a, a long route, schooling-wise, to, to get to where you are?
1: It, it was simply because I had my daughter at such a young age. I had Melani; That's my oldest. She's 21 now, and she goes to Cal, so she's in college. Um, I had her at 23, so I kind of put school off. I just completely pushed it to the side, raised her, and then had another accident, which was my son um, and had him six, seven years later, six or seven years later, I was 30. I believe when I had him 30 or 31, I don't remember. Um, and then when in 2008, when the economy took a dive, I don't know if you remember that. I mean, I don't know who's oh, yeah. older, you remember that. But that's when I realized, and we had a really great family business going where I was able to raise my children um, and not have to work. And so, but at that point, the business kind of took a dive and I was like, you know what? I want to teach. I want to go back. So I went back and I got um, my degree and my credential online. So, and then just immediately started teaching.
0: Fantastic. Are you, um, was this, are you born and raised in the Bay Area then or are you?
1: Um, Well, I was born in Guam. Oh, really? There When I was 10, yeah. So I went to school there and like coming home from kindergarten, the buster dropped me off at the bottom of this like hill ravine thing and I'd hike through the jungle to, to get back to my house. So I grew up really island <laughs> Air Force Base, which is in Northern California because I had an aunt that lived there. And um, it was like a culture shock. I was <laughs> completely awkward and it was a really weird I guess at the time I didn't realize it was kind of like a depressing time for me just because so awkward and out of it. Oh, sorry. I think my internet's bad. Okay. I think, yeah, I think we're good. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, sorry. I saw it, it said that my internet wasn't stable. Let me disconnect my like, okay. Um, so anyway, um, yeah, so it was like a big culture shock for me and it took me a really, really long time, probably until I was in eighth grade to finally like, be a little more confident within myself. So took mm-hmm. a really long time.
0: Do you still have a lot of family back in Guam?
1: I do, actually. I do. I haven't visited for decades now because it's so expensive. Um, but I do go to Hawaii often. I have family that kind of go back and forth bet- between the two places, just because it's somewhat close. Um, but now my family, we have, we're spread all over. But there's still a big, huge chunk of us that still live on, in Guam.
0: Mm-hmm. what um I, I I I'm terrible I hate to sound ignorant here what uh, language is generally spoken in Guam
1: okay so it's called Chamorro, Chamorro. And, um, it's definitely just indigenous to that to, to oh actually no there's a couple of surrounding islands that speak it as well but um I grew up speaking and listening to it my grandma just she did nothing but speak the language to me I completely lost it speaking it but I can understand um, if my family does speak it to me. But it's completely, I mean, it's only used by the people that live there.
0: Mm-hmm. I had wondered about that. That's interesting you say that. I had just recently, um, <coughs> excuse me, finished reading a series of books regarding the uh, World War II in the Pacific. And so many of those islands like Guam, Guadalcanal, the Marianas have such a, you know, it was interesting um, as the author got into how a lot of these islands or chains of islands had indigenous populations that all of a sudden found themselves caught in between here's Japanese, here's American, here's aircraft carriers, here's battleships, here's airplanes, here's bulldozers coming in and building airstrips. And just what an absolute shock to the cultural system that that was for so many of those. Um, but um, Guam, especially that, cause that was, and I don't know if this is, you know, in your wheelhouse at all. They, there was a pretty significant naval base there for a good period of time, wasn't there?
1: Mm-hmm. There is, and there's a big air force base now, and I think the Marines are coming back. So I think strategic military, strategic strategically for the military, it's good for the U.S. Um, and I, I'm pretty certain that's why. It, I mean, our economy kind of thrives on on um, the military being there. Mm-hmm. Sure.
0: What kind of population lives there now?
1: Um, I'd say it's a, probably a good mix of. Filipinos and I mean this is just me from all my family. Does. Filipinos and maybe Japanese and a lot of military. hmm wow. Sorry, I don't know if my internet's cutting out. And yeah,
0: it does a little <laughs> um, bit. I just fill in the gaps.
1: <laughs> I tried to find a good spot. Um, and uh, but I think it's yeah. And there's maybe two hundred something thousand people there. It's about 35 miles long and 12, four miles wide. It's really tiny, mm-hmm. it's tiny, tiny island.
0: Wow. So did you, did you um, originally come to the mainland with your folks? Did your folks immigrate? Is that how that happened?
1: Yeah. My dad wanted us to get a, my family, me and my three younger sisters to get a better education. So he just, he moved us all out here.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> good for him. Well, we're <laughs> glad to have you hundred percent. I so one of the things that um, it, I find interesting about you is you have got a, a pretty significant following, especially on Instagram. Um, was that something that sort of grew slowly over time or one day did you just wake up and we're like, oh my God, all these people are following me?
1: Definitely the second, the latter <laughs> um, My daughter made a TikTok back in right before the pandemic hit. It was like a TikTok all the kids were doing and that tiktok went viral and then everything just kind of happened from there mm-hmm. which is huge i know it may not seem that way and i think it's funny because like social media or just the media in general it's you really people create these narratives of you and the type of person you think they are i think in general i'm a friendly person i tend to be outgoing but really i'm pretty shy and like like this is easy for me but um when all that initially happened it was i'm like this is horrible i was it was like a very weird time for me i wasn't it took this whole time from the beginning of 2020 until now for me to kind of be like okay like i can kind of own this a little bit better now it took a really long time Mm -hmm. it's a lot i don't even have as many followers as like most like these huge accounts do i don't know how they. I don't know how they deal with <laughs> it. It's 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 weird when you start thinking how many eyes actually are looking at you, because it's so easy to take a picture and make a video and look into a camera, and then you know I I don't look back. Like if I post, I don't look back on likes. I don't. I'll comment in the beginning, and then I just kind of let it go after that because I feel like you know if you linger on something too long or you go back, I think it just. I noticed that that just for me is not a healthy way to deal with um, my social media. And so I just tend to move forward. But um, yeah, so like, it's, it's easy. If you look back for me, then you start realizing how many people are viewing you. And I feel like that's overwhelming. It can Mm be overwhelming.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I can imagine it is. And um, I I like the way you put that. I've found from talking to people, people that I know who have a really large social media following, um, you know, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever it is, is that they, I think everybody kind of goes into it at the beginning, sort of like, oh, I'm going to be that kind of person who interacts with all the comments and interacts with all my followers and stuff like that. Um, but it seems like it eventually becomes a massive drain on somebody emotionally. And so many of those people I know now, they're just like what you said, they get to remember, they just post something and move on. You know, they don't tend to spend a lot of time because, I mean, let's face it, I mean, the internet, um, you know, it, it brings a lot of good and also brings, unfortunately, a lot of bad with it. And I think, yeah, I think even for your own mental health, sometimes you'd almost have to stay out of those comment section because there are people out there who are just like waiting to just spew whatever out in the hopes that they'll hurt somebody or get noticed. And I don't understand it at all though.
1: And you know, it's, it, I think because I'm older, even when they do, it's I, I think in my head, if I like something, I barely even comment. I don't comment, right? I'm just like, oh, this is cool. I think in my head how cool something is. But if I don't like something, I would never waste my time on commenting. I just like move on from whatever it is that I didn't like what I saw. So when people, just even not even on my own page, but in general, like I like, you know, reading recipes and all these things. And sometimes people leave these horrible comments. I'm like, why would you waste your time like leaving something so negative? Unless it's something that hurts people's health or, you know, their lives or something. But I just, so i don't that's you know being older i just don't really it doesn't really bother me but you're right like i think you know maybe it doesn't because i don't linger like i'll go and i'll you know say hi to everyone and for like the first 20 minutes or so and then um you know like okay you know and then i'm kind of done with it not Mm -hmm. done with it but you know i don't want to (laughs) make it sound like i don't care (laughs) but i think um we all deal with with our platforms in our social media, no matter how big your account is in your own personal way, right?
0: Mm -hmm. You are, you are so right. And I'm there, I am there right there with you. And I think you're right that I think age has something to do with it because I have never, ever, ever understood now that we're in this world of social media, if I were scrolling through social media and I saw something I didn't like, just keep scrolling, yeah. like what prompts you to stop and be like oh you suck you need to uh, like, <laughs> yeah. who are you trying to impress you're not intimidating anybody you're not impressing anybody you're not making anybody's lives or yours better yeah. i have never ever ever understood that once you know every once in a while like if it's a friend or something or something that's oh, really yeah. cool i'll comment and be like hey that's really awesome you know but outside or of that, you yeah. roast
1: them. if it's a friend feel free to roast <laughs> because like that's a that's back and forth fun right <laughs> right <laughs> But I think like when you take the time to be negative, it just brings out the ugly of you in general. And how can you proceed forward on anything, even on something you may like being positive when you just did something so ugly, you know, or like negative. So Mm -hmm. I, I, that's, I don't know. That's my take on it. Well, (laughs) and
0: and it's so true because you never, um, you never know what somebody's going through. And I think about that a lot. Like, um, know i i had this friend that i talked to who has an instagram who shares a lot of cooking stuff you know and so with that you know anytime you're doing stuff on social media there's an there's there's a level of pressure to stay present to stay relevant to make sure that content is regularly posted um and so there were times where she would be you know putting together a video on something and getting it out there purely for that While in the meantime something in her personal life is just like absolutely collapsing, you know, that she's having a hard time dealing with that. And yet when she posts this video on social media, like Instagram, and then when people come in and start negatively commenting on it, it's just, you know, it's just making that person's life worse. Like you don't know what other people are dealing with. You don't know what you're going through. And at the very top of this, you had said that people love to build a narrative. Like they see a picture of you and they think, oh, well, they must be this kind of person who likes this, likes this, likes this. And they build this whole like thing around you and then expect you to act that way. And then when you (laughs) don't, they get upset. Like somehow they have ownership over you and who you're supposed to be.
1: Yeah. And I think, you know, that's one thing I had to, that took that was the hardest thing for me to grasp is I think in general in life, yes, I am a very positive person. I, you know, I try to, I get outside every day because I have to for my own mental health. Like I think people just think, you know, naturally I'm this vibrant, you know, happy, smiley person all the time. Well, I do a lot of things to nurture, nurture that in me because I do have my own you know, times when I feel myself getting low, I'm like, I can go outside again today, you know, and and get outside and, and do something good for myself. Um, and so I just, that part, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how to properly share that. I've tried to share that in a post or two, but, you know, people kind of do what they do. Um, I do have to say that I think the most friendly, I, I'm not active on a lot of platforms, but I think YouTube people seem to be pretty, pretty nice. Um, but I'm also very inconsistent on YouTube. I don't really have a following on there. And I know with YouTube, they're really into like every week kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and videos, I don't know how you do it because you do the podcast and a video. I mean that videos, people don't realize even if they're a minute long, like editing it down so that you're not watching, you know, 10 minutes of boring stuff takes so much work. You well, know. any
0: right, but I always think of it as though anybody who's into my podcast is already into boring. So what's well, a little bit more boring? I mean it's not that I not love not that so I listened to
1: several of your podcasts and I love podcasts. Like I love your format because like if I'm getting ready for bed, I'll play it, right? Or I'll start your podcast when I'm on my run. And then it's just not not in a bad way, but, you know, sometimes you just need something in the background or something to pay attention to. Mm -hmm. And you can always like hit the rewind if you're like, wait, what did they just say? You know, you're (laughs) like, I think I heard something. Let me go back a little bit. So, I mean, I think you definitely have something, you know, that that works because it's, you can listen to it. You can lay in bed and just like have it playing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I appreciate the compliment. That's exciting.
1: (laughs) It's a
0: good thing. <laughs> well, good. So um, well, well, I'm sorry, what would
1: you say?
0: I said I appreciate the compliment. I really do. No, <laughs> yeah, it's no problem. That's sorry. That's, that's the beautiful thing about editing. You know, it's, it's absolutely no no issue at all.
1: <laughs> yeah, make sure I'm not frozen like this, like <laughs>
0: i'll make a tiktok out of it it'll be great yeah, there you right. go all the, the
1: random faces i'll
0: just photoshop you like in front of the arc de triumph and you know the empire state building and you know We're sitting
1: right next to you
0: right just frozen just that's you know that's what i'm gonna do from here on out i'm just going to get a still frame of you frozen like that and i'm gonna like green screen it in behind me for every single <laughs> podcast from here on out. just
1: like her wi-fi her her internet internet didn't go bad she was teleported over here
0: right (laughs) (laughs) um so uh this is this is what i i want to ask you because this is just blows my mind when you have a, a following of the size that you do on instagram what does your inbox look like your dm inbox on that
1: Oh, I hate to put myself on blast, but I, the, my DM box, checking my messages is another way I kind of balance out my mental health. As far as social media, I really don't check it. Mm-hmm. So I maybe check every three days, two or three days, and I just quickly scroll through the first few scrolls. Um, and I do that mostly, like, I try to check for people who really want, like, advice, um, or asking true questions or business opportunities but I figured if it was a business that was truly interested like how you reached out and you emailed like if you messaged on Instagram I never saw it because I just don't really check it and I've learned um that it's it's most honestly 99.999 percent of my messages are very nice and some of them are you know do you know what I mean but
0: (laughs) so we just had like a massive technology glitch the uh, podcast gods were like not today um so now now we're back and you were right in the middle of talking about something interesting when this happened so (laughs) I will just (laughs) attempt to hand it back over to you
1: I think talking okay so it was about like checking dms and how i don't actually um that i i hate saying in the beginning i did check it you know because it was kind of new and you want to make sure that you're responding to everyone that asks for help and and that your you know your business inquiries kind of get responded to um but i noticed from my mental health that it's checking the messages and i think i don't know if you caught this part or not but Ninety-nine point nine 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 percent of them are very nice and very positive. Some borderline, you know, like questionable morals, but it's still like in a positive way. And even though it's they're very kind and they can boost your self confidence, I feel like for my mental health, it doesn't it doesn't work that way, um, because I've never been a person that needs other people for reassurance of myself and my worth. And then I think you can get sucked into that really, really easily in in this environment. And it's just weird. It never it never rubbed me the right way. But I do appreciate people taking the time to be very positive and be very supportive, of course. But um, so I typically don't check messages. Um, and I I kind of do say that in comments when they're like check DMs. I'm like oh well, I really don't. You know. Yeah. Um, but I'll look at them every three days or so. And just, but the unfortunate thing is like, I can't tell you what day I'd look at it. Mm I sometimes go, let me check this today. And I scroll a little bit and then I just kind of, you know, see what I see, answer what I think needs to be answered and then kind of move on. I don't know. And it's, I probably, honestly, my thing is, is I'm a teacher and that's my career. It may not, pay the greatest, but I know it's something that I love doing. It's what I see it in my happily ever after. Um, I hate saying this, but you know, I don't know where social media is going to be for me even next month. Like some days it really is exactly what you said. You have to kind of be on top of it and you have to constantly post content. And I don't have the most interesting life. Like I think people want me to have um and so I don't know I'm going and I'm I'm doing it and I'm just now I'm trying to you know I'm embracing and trying to have fun with it um but it's hard now I see why people become content creators and that's true I'm like oh god that really is a job because it really does take up your whole day it can really especially if you're on all the platforms all you're doing all day is making content and I'm like what i do is i wake up at six commute almost an hour to go to work and then you know i'm at work and i come home at about six like that's my whole day so to create content is almost impossible and so what i started to do was um if i do something at work i'll just film it there (laughs) at first i thought okay this is the strangest thing filming like my lunchtime workouts because i know it's kind of strange like okay you're in a classroom working out well like I said, I work, you know, I work and I get, get on my six and now the sun sets, So it's hard to go on my runs. Um, so I'll work out at work and I thought I'll just share it, but you know, and then my, (laughs) I don't know, I just share what I can now when I can. And so what I'm sure is pretty authentic to my day. Um, but even then, honestly, it's kind of hard to let people in to that much of your life. I know they love it, but it's, it is kind of like, okay, now you're seeing what I really do. You know, you see my morning, like I did a video on driving to work and then that, I mean, it, and it, you know, I just do these little things where I'm like, wow, they're really starting to, to see my, my life. Um, so if you take a picture that's completely posed and created for Instagram. And then you actually watch my videos, you're like, okay, yeah, she's kind of a mess in her daily life. <laughs> as opposed to like these toys and pictures.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're, that's appreciated because I think we're all a mess. I think everybody's a mess to some extent. And that <laughs> stuff, that stuff is great because it's genuine. You know, it doesn't <laughs> feel like everything is just picture perfect and scripted, and you know, everything just goes smoothly. But I, I sometimes you almost wonder, and I know there is that there's a line in there, like it's it's one thing to give followers sort of a view into your daily life and what goes on. Um, but I definitely think there's a line there. I think that there is there is some at some point it can be too much, you know, because you never know, gosh, I, I, I never should have done this. But about a year ago, I started listening to a podcast called uh, Strictly Stalking and it's the, the it's kind of like a true crime true crime podcast which i'm typically not into but this one specifically revolves around stories of stalkers and one of the co-hosts on there jamie Beebe, has been on been on my podcast and um yeah i feel like yeah once you start listening to the tales of some of these people have had to go through with being stalked i'd be terrified you know sometimes i get terrified to even let people out there know what my face looks like for fear that
1: something like that <laughs> would
0: happen you know
1: you know what's funny is I have I have the nicest followers that don't stop
0: me. <laughs> but I
1: I was stalked when I was younger, like in a serious way where like I people had to get involved and like it had you had to be like tracked and then figured out who it was. It was this that was a scary switched cars, didn't go home. It was like a very scary experience. Um but I have to say. I haven't run into, I mean, I know there are some, you know, some people that maybe feel like they know me more than they do. And they feel like you know, they can just maybe come and try to find me. I don't know. They don't, they, no one, no one has, thank goodness. Cause they're so nice. Um, I haven't run into like anyone really, mm-hmm. any, anyone really scary um it is kind of cool when I go out and like people say hi and I'm like well you know this is like this is it's cool to meet people in person Mm -hmm.
0: the um so you were if you don't want to get into that's fine but um when you were um,
1: anything go ahead
0: go for it. anything anything so when you were when you were talking was this somebody you knew was it just somebody that saw you and just decided they were going to start following you or
1: yeah no it ended up being um someone who knew someone I knew So it was, I'd never met the guy, I I, maybe I did, I don't remember, like maybe he was like, you know, across the field or I don't know what it was, but I'd never truly like been introduced to him. Um, And he would call, I mean, he he was like relentless, he was calling my work, he was like following me in cars, it was like, it was crazy, it was insane. Um, And I don't know why though, because I mean, like really, if you want to talk to someone, shouldn't you just say hey? <laughs> <laughs>
0: so if he was calling you and following, was he like, did he have at any point in time say, Hi, I'm Mitch and I'd like to take yeah. you out to dinner?
1: He would call my job and I worked at the time I worked for an attorney. So it was me and another, the legal secretary. And if I answered the phone, he was like, I'm, um, you know, I see you today, you're wearing and like hang up the phone. I mean, it was like creepy stuff. Or if the lady would answer you know, of course he would say, oh, may I please speak to Jolene? Cause I was, I was working, right? Um, and then I'd get the phone and he'd say something, you know, like, I don't know. I know you get off at six. I don't know. Just <laughs> creepy stuff. He was horrible. And then he'd call my house and leave messages on, you know, answering machines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or maybe it was just a voicemail. I don't know. But back then, you know, we had home house, house phones that, that took messages. So It was, that was a really creepy experience.
0: Yeah, did you end up having to go to the police over it or?
1: Yeah, and he ended, actually my uncle passed away now. He actually passed away from COVID. Mm -hmm. But um, he ended up doing a tap at first into the line. He wasn't allowed to, but he worked at the time for the phone company around here and he traced it back. And I'm like, I have no clue who that is. So then um, we were able to at least get someone that they could contact. Um, and then it was, and he, the thing is, the guy was harmless, well, I mean, he wasn't harmless, but then I'm, like, really, it was you, I'm, like, what in the world, you ruined my life for, like, two months, (laughs) oh, my, (laughs) it was, yeah, and ended up being, you know, and I just, I was, like, all you had to do was, like, say, hey, can we be friends, I mean, I don't know if I would have, but, knowing now who how he was no but right you know like I'm a nice person I don't know <laughs> <laughs> but yeah anyway now I, I don't get you know I, I feel like everyone's um attention is dispersed through thousands of different people that you know you don't really no one really focuses on one person is what mm-hmm. As far as social media and all
0: of (laughs) you. Right. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's um
1: and I'm sticking to it.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Nothing wrong with that. Um, so as we're kind of getting down towards the end here, I want to ask a couple couple quick couple quick questions. Um What is your absolute favorite place to visit anywhere?
1: Kind of have two that are kind of like even um i love 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 going to oahu like so much i love um well probably because i have a sorry my dog i don't know if you can hear
0: it <laughs> it's okay <laughs>
1: The hiking, the, the diving, everything about it. If I could live there, I probably would. And then I also really, this past year was my first time visiting Puerto Vallarta. And I really, really love it there. The sunsets there are like amazing. And the weather there is actually the most ideal for me. <laughs> Warm like all the time. All yeah.
0: The <laughs> yeah, it's a far and away different story. Um, long time ago, I spent a summer um, living just outside San Diego um El Cajon was was, I believe the suburb was the name of it and for those of us in the Midwest it was an absolute paradise you know because living here in the Midwest I've never understood why people live here to begin with because in the summer the humidity is so high the heat is almost unbearable (laughs) and in the winter it's like we were talking on the phone what was it earlier in the week and it was like five degrees outside here with a wind chill of negative 26 and I'm just like why are these people live here? I don't, uh, well, it's because our parents lived here and then we don't want to leave because our parents are here. And then we have kids and we don't want to leave because our kids are here. Yeah, but um,
1: And then you have Californians who are always complaining about like the slight 10 degree.
0: Right. (laughs) And you know
1: what I started checking now is I don't even really necessarily check temperature anymore. I check the wind. I'm like, how Mm -hmm. windy is it in that part of where I'm going? And then I'm like, oh, Ten miles an hour. Not going there today. <laughs> <laughs> everyone's like, "She's a weirdo."
0: <laughs> it's a there's a wind. There's a massive blizzard coming through. It's only going to be a high of seventy five tomorrow, right? Uh, yeah, I, and
1: I feel really <laughs> awful. Like I I know in the northeast right now it's pretty bad. So, mm-hmm.
0: yeah they're they're getting it they're getting it pretty bad. Um, how about some place that you want to visit but haven't been to yet?
1: you know, I haven't been to so many places. I have to tell you, my traveling experiences are like this, this big. You'd think I'd have been more places, but is it weird to say I'd love to go somewhere off the wall? Like, I don't know, like Antarctica or just somewhere that really is not you can't really get to very easy i've never been to europe so you'd think i'd say something like paris right but i feel like that's accessible i'd love to go somewhere um maybe like in africa that's kind of like you'd have to fly and then drive and then like you know for a whole day to get to mm-hmm. i don't have an exact place i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs>
0: someplace really remote though
1: yeah but now you got it on my bucket list so <laughs> about that one place I'm going to go to before I die <laughs> unless well, I can get on like a SpaceX um, rocket to the moon or something
0: well keep getting followers and maybe someday <laughs> that can be you <laughs> the um how about so uh, here's what's interesting I um I've noticed on your your Instagram that you've been to a few I think uh San Francisco Giants games uh, are you a baseball fan or is that just someplace fun to go do
1: I I love sports in general. I love watching it. Um, I definitely root for Bay Area teams. So I don't choose the Giants or the A's. I don't choose, you know, when the Raiders were here, my dad, by the way, is like a diehard Raider fan, even though they moved. I don't really choose teams. I just root for the Bay, but I do love, like, I love watching games, but don't, I don't, can't say that. Don't ask me all the little things that they call, but um, I love watching sports. I will go to any game hockey anything um and watch it or if it's on tv you know just i feel like something about it is relaxing and just like something fun to do Mm -hmm. especially like on a sunday like right now we're missing the games
0: Mm -hmm.
1: football games
0: right (laughs) right
1: very important (laughs) game is about to come on in about an hour for us (laughs) yeah
0: that's the one you're waiting on right
1: (laughs) yeah like what we're doing this podcast let me time it exactly right here
0: <laughs> right yeah I, hey i've done that before too especially you know i'm <clears throat> i'm here um in freeport illinois which is a couple hours outside of chicago um i'm wearing my cubs hat right now um yeah and we haven't um i, I miss that feeling of being excited about a sports team in a big game it's been a while <laughs> on any of the sports
1: <laughs> I, i'm gonna get hate beyond belief but you know um aaron rogers went to cal And I believe Mm -hmm. he's from like Chico. So he's like a NorCal. Guy, so when he when Green Bay played the Niners last weekend, of course, I'm like, okay, you know, you got to root for the Niners. I'm at this sports bar watching the game with like psychotic fans, but then in my head, I'm like, but he's from the Bay, like, be nice to him. <laughs> <laughs> and they're, they're relentless, they're like, until he comes back, you know, he's no one.
0: <laughs> nah, forget that guy, we, we don't, especially, especially here as Bears fans, where we're we've spent the last like how many years of him beating. The crap out of us twice a year. We're just like, go away. Yeah, go back <laughs> to Cal. Whatever. Get uh, out of here. Yeah,
1: so. Well, soon. <laughs> <Like, laughs> he not love anywhere. The one <laughs> place is just me, who's like feels bad for him.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, on the flip side, that uh, that uh, Packers Niners games, um, Bears fans thoroughly enjoyed the end of that one because <laughs> Robbie Gold, the kicker of the Niners, was with the Bears for so long that we still feel like he's one of us. So when Robbie Gold gets to go out there and kick the field goal to bounce the Packers out of the playoffs, every Bears fan was cheering. The whole Midwest was losing their mind.
1: Where did you go crazy?
0: Oh yeah, for sure. I jumped out of my chair and went, that's Robbie Gold, that's our guy. (laughs) You're like,
1: kick him Rogers' ass. (laughs) Right,
0: yeah, and then you get to watch him mope off the field and you feel giddy about it. And
1: (laughs) then there's Jolene on the side going, oh, but he's a NorCal guy, be nice to him.
0: (laughs) Oh, it's got to be a terrible feeling knowing that A, your team is going to the NFC Championship game, and still getting to feel sorry for the other team's quarterback—that's like that. Those are problems I want. Like I will take both of those at the same time. That's totally fine. You know. <laughs> well, um, we're uh, we're getting uh, about to the end here. Um, do you got anything that uh, you'd like to say on the way out?
1: Um, uh, I you know I didn't really prepare well for this. So.
0: <laughs> Neither do I. So it's fine. Oh
1: no, yeah, like. <laughs> No, no. This has been really fun. I like that it's been been really normal. Um, we'll have to um, do it again. And this for time sure. I'll give you all the Q&As that I've ever been asked and you can yes. Just them me.
0: Yes. As a matter of fact, um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that off camera, but that would be something that'd be fun to do if we just like made a list of all the Q&As you get asked and we'll just, you know, we'll rifle fire through them one at a time.
1: Oh, that would be so much fun. That would <laughs> like content creation. Done. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I don't have to spend hours typing stuff back. It's like, here we go. Let's have a fun conversation with James.
0: Well, and it works great because it's like uh two birds with one stone. Because we do that, you get content, and I get content. We can both call it a day and be like, oh, there we go, done. Did our bit for the day. You know,
1: they're actually they're super fun to answer. It's just when you have to type them and then you know, on Instagram, you have to find a picture or like something to put behind. It's like, really. Like, mm-hmm. can I just do hit voice record and then share? It's like no. <laughs> <one knows> that.
0: <laughs> so that's, um, that's what you need to know, folks. Uh, keep an eye out for that. Eventually there will be yeah. a Q and a coming with Jolene. Um, I'm going to look forward to that. And I'm going to, I'm going to see the problem is, is that you made the mistake of um, giving me your phone number because now <laughs> I can just start texting constantly. Like, Hey, when are we doing the Q and a, when are we doing the Q and a And it'll be oh, so hearing- annoying.
1: I, you are helping me. I think it's, I, so I, someone asked on YouTube, like, can you do a Q&A? And I'm like, do I like set up the screen, read the question and then look at you <laughs> and then answer? <laughs> like, if you ask me the question, I feel a little more interactive as opposed to going, okay. And the next question was, um, when you were 20, <laughs> it's like, <laughs> no, it'd be so much nicer to interact with someone. So yeah, for- it'd be great
0: for sure definitely definitely we will we're going to we're going to do that for sure um, yeah let's do it soon yeah definitely so we're going to and i
1: like that you hold me accountable i have to say that i'm i'm pretty bad with like cuz i enjoy my weekends and so when you're like okay what time i'm like oh man, this is a commitment. <laughs> <What's> up, <guys? laughs> and then even then guys, James was super nice. Cause I'm like, you know, James, it's seven o'clock this morning. Uh, can we move it to one instead of 12? <laughs> Thanks for doing
0: that. Yeah, definitely. Well, you know, the, I, I have to tell you as somebody who hosts a podcast, the most difficult part about doing a podcast is getting guests to come on. And you're always attempting to ride that line between being persistent and not being an annoying little jerk. You know what I mean? Because you get people who are like, yeah, sure, I'll come on your podcast. Um, Let me check my schedule and I'll get back to you. And then like a month goes by and they haven't gotten back to you. So you message them again and they don't respond to that one. So then you kind of like you start getting in your head like, "Okay, should I just take the hint? Or are they just a very crazy and a busy and unorganized person like I am? You know, and I've had people been on podcast where it took like three months of like back and forth and hey, 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 you know, but you never want to cross it because, you know, if you cross the line with somebody, then you never have a chance. They'll just you be not, like, you're letting out
1: secrets. I didn't know that. It seems like, well, you know, you just go like Alexa, play a podcast and everyone's getting interviewed. So you think it's easy to do to get people on. but mm-hmm. Oh, great. Alexa just answered. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alexa, stop! <laughs> you know and it's and I, I, I tell every single guest I appreciate it so much because uh, I understand that uh, you know people have different comfort levels people are more extroverted more introverted for some people this is something like this is way outside their comfort zone for some people it's just hey I do 20 of these a day I don't care um, but it's been all over the place I've had people who have you know, I've had to be on and they've canceled. I've even had somebody who we had a date and time set and Zoom, emailed back and forth in Zoom link. And then the time came and they just never joined the Zoom and afterwards never respond to any of my messages. And then you're kind of like, you don't want to be rude because you don't know what happened. Like maybe there was an, a family emergency or something, uh-huh. you know, but then when like three months goes by and you see them posting, you know, content, but they're never, you they just like- And they
1: didn't even like apologize. Yeah, yeah, know. I- I have to say if I commit to something um then then I then I do it. So yeah. And then honestly when I when I listened to your podcast I was like I like this guy. So I like you know your format. <laughs> <laughs> I like I liked everything about it. So
0: um. Great. I got my endorphin rush for the day now. Thank <laughs> you. There's all the dopamine right now. It's just cool,
1: cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it'll help you deal with your negative five degree um whatever. Temperature. Yeah,
0: I was just gonna say if you're really that interested in going to Antarctica, come to Illinois. It's like Antarctica, <laughs> but we have pizza. You know, <laughs> you
1: have <laughs> trees. You know, I want to go to like Arctic for. I want to go to permafrost where there's no trees. There's nothing. I just want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope if you do, you get out okay and. One day there isn't just a news report that, you know, teacher Jolene Diaz from the Bay Area was found dead she in Antarctica. Found this
1: by, week. A, by a stalker in Antarctica. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think everything bad that could possibly happen from that podcast happened.
0: <laughs> Don't, you know what, though? If that guy went to the length of stalking you all the way to Antarctica, oh. he probably Don't deserves at least say a high I five. I should give
1: him the chance. because <laughs> red flags all over the place well that'd
0: be like the first guy who said he'd go to the ends of the earth for you and (laughs) actually meant it right you know
1: (laughs) you know you are a typical bro yeah (laughs) yeah i don't (laughs) hide (laughs) it that's 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 fine
0: (laughs) (laughs) well all right jolene um i'm gonna let you enjoy your sunday you have just a a little bit of time before the game starts yeah um go niners
1: Thing. Yep, it, Niners it, it, because of, you know, the, the Bears, the whole, like, kicker thing. Yeah,
0: maybe Robbie Gold's going to win it for you. I just know it. I'm counting on yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs>
1: it's like most of the games recently always come down to the kickers. It's like, right, they're winning because of field goals. So
0: Right, yeah, and it's like a position nobody drafts. They just every year in the offseason go find somebody and pay them to come in, and then all of a sudden in the playoffs their entire season hinges on this dude nailing one thirty seven 37-yard field right. goal.
1: I used to go this person has one job this one job i could do that job and now i'm like i respect that job i could never do it I like that job.
0: i i would crap my football pants knowing that like millions of people are watching and you have to walk out there on national television and kick this field goal otherwise an entire city is going to hate oh, your
1: The one that was blocked yeah that was great i was like I've never seen that. I've never seen a block like that in my life. I was like, I don't even know what to say.
0: Was right? like, that was good. That
1: was good. Um, or the punter. Right. I'm like, really? Like, you just got to be really flexible yeah but it's not true i have to say i highly respect that too yes yes it's all and i get it now i
0: get mm-hmm. it yeah bill Nile explained explain every last bit of it to there us <laughs> well all right jolene uh once again I want to thank you so much for coming on the show um and folks listening, listening. and folks listening you will be hearing from us again i promise you that <laughs>
1: All right. All right. Thanks, James. I'll be in touch. (laughs) Text me and I will do the question thing soon. Sounds good. All right. Okay. Bye. Have a good day.
0: You too. Bye. All right. So that was the podcast with Jolene Diaz. I hope you enjoyed it. I had a fantastic time talking. Um, Remember, you can follow her on Instagram at Jolene Diaz. Again, on Instagram. Definitely go do it. I want to thank each and every one of you for listening to the podcast, for tuning back in, and for all the DMs and messages and emails that I get regarding it. I love interacting with each and every single one of you. And if you could do me a favor, like, subscribe, all that good stuff. And if you're listening to this on an Apple device, in the upper right hand corner, there's a spot to leave a review. If you could do that, it would be amazing. Every little bit of that helps. But I'm going to let you go for now. But I do want to say that I love all you. Hope you take care of each other, and we'll talk to you next time.